Seven episode seven. I'm Dan. I'm your host. We are we are in December of 1979. Still in December 1979, and we are talking this time about the episodes of The Mechanic and their closing inspiration point, both directed by Jerry Paris. Fred Fox Jr. did uh, The Mechanic, and Beverly Bloomberg did their closing inspiration point. Uh, let's see, uh, Mechanic is December fourth, seventy-nine. December eleventh, seventy-nine is their closing inspiration point. And the premise of the mechanic is that Fonzie needs help at the garage, Bronco's garage, which I guess he now owns. And uh, the first person that shows up is a guy in a wheelchair named Ron. Uh, he's got a really bad attitude. The Fonz hires him. He's really mean and he's an unpleasant jerk. Ron, not the Fonz. Uh, but because he's in a wheelchair, the Fonz doesn't feel like he can fire him or say sort of anything to him, no matter how rude he gets, even sort of when he insults all the Cunninghams, he feels like he has to apologize for it. Uh, so I'm going to, I'm going to hit you with a little blast of music. We'll be on this side talking about the mechanic. I don't know why I called him Ron. His name is Don. Uh, and at the end of the episode, they welcome him into the family, which means Don is now the new regular on the show. I'm kidding, of course. We'll never see or hear from Don again. Um, and I don't know that we... Don Koenig, I, I don't know that we really heard or, or saw too much from him here. I don't know what the point of this episode is. This is actually the second time I recorded this because the first time after watching it, I just thought, what a... This episode's kind of a pile, right? I mean, what 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 is? I mean, it. It's one thing I've t- I've talked about before that 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 thing where sitcoms do where they introduce you to a character. And it's supposed to, if they introduce you a new character who's only going to be in one show and they sort of take over the show. I mean, remember that guy flipping the coins off his arm? Maybe that was the start of where this really started. This this kind of. I don't get the point of it. I mean, maybe it's time for Fred Fox Jr. to move on. Because I want to say his last few scripts have not been great. And this one is not great. I mean, Don is unpleasant from the get-go. He's in a wheelchair. He says he got hit by a drunk driver and lost use of his legs. He was his mechanic. Um, And now he's in Milwaukee being unpleasant to everyone. I I don't understand the point of it. And when the Fonz basically puts him in his place for insulting the Cunninghams or being nice to him and then later on apologizes I don't get that at all what, what why did he why did he do that what is there something I'm missing here about people in wheelchairs because in the end they do that thing you know where it's like oh yeah well I could have been nicer well we could have understood blah, 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 blah. welcome to the family <laughs> horse dung it's not a good episode everybody i mean it's not it it starts off it starts off with one of those things where oh fonz is working himself ragged is he 
This is the first we've heard of it. He always seemed to be able to. I mean, how? And the thing is, there's all we all we always only see one car like in the shop. So uh, presumably there are lots of cars right outside the shop. But uh, it's I don't I don't I thought there were other mechanics who work there. It's like Chachi shows up occasionally to help part time, but the Fonz is the only one there, and suddenly he needs it. And trust me, this thing about the Fonz and eating help and the 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 um the mechanic this this isn't going to come up again. Now I know what you're saying, Dan. It doesn't need to come up again because shows didn't do that back then. But here's the thing with the with the character like Don is when you introduce a character like this who kind of takes over an episode, the character either has to be very very funny. Or kind of make a mark. You remember that episode earlier in the season where Richie cheats on Lori Beth with that woman who's the photographer and then she leaves his life? Like, this is this is as bad as that. Um, this is... Uh, this, this is like, you, you, you're introduced to this character, Don. He's a jerk immediately. Um, Fonzie only hires him because he's in a wheelchair and doesn't feel like he can not hire him then he feels like he can't fire him then he quits and then don fills out like a social security form and gives himself like a astounding review that the funds has to sign off on it's like and and then in the end i'm sorry everyone well we're sorry too <laughs> screw all y'all this this is <laughs> this is not uh, here's here's the thing i don't have anything good to say about this episode i i truly don't i i the the only character I liked in this episode was Chachi, and that because he that's because Chachi seems to be sort of in a different show from the rest of them, which I like. Um, I I don't understand. I don't understand. Like, did I miss something? Is there is was there something at the end of nineteen seventy nine to do with people in in wheelchair handicapped people in wheelchairs, and and so was there some sort of like. I don't understand. I mean, it'd be one thing if he showed up and he was really. I mean, here, here, could you imagine if he showed up and he was the world's nicest guy and he wanted to be a mechanic, but it just wasn't working? And the Fonz sort of had to break his heart and say, hey, you know what? I'm so sorry because of your being in the wheelchair and your legs not working. We can't, at this, as of this time, you can't really do this job. We need, you need to find another job. That would have been good. Instead, this is like this guy comes in and he's a douchebag, and then in the end, he I guess he helps the Fonz a bit, but he's part of the family. But he's I got the, actually the next episode playing here, no sign of Don, absolutely no sign of Don, and it's just like you watch it and you're thinking, this is like, this is not good. This this is a bad episode, and and the thing about it, like, you know, you're going to get a show at this point, you're going to get some stinkers here and there. I mean, this season we got some stinkers. Last season we got some stinkers. But we were going decent for the last few episodes. The problem with this this episode is that it's not funny. It's annoying. And that the Don character teaches us nothing. No, I mean, like like I said, I think that the idea I just gave you for what they should have done with Don would have been better. Or Don just could have been wacky or something. I don't know. You know, all, all I could think of was there's a... And I don't know why. This has really nothing to do with it. But... Um, there's a there's a there's an episode of Greed Acres where Eb is eloped and he's gone, and Eb sends his cousin to do farm work at his place. His cousin is a bartender, I think, at Crabwell Corners or Stankwell Falls, I forget one of the two, and he's not fit for this at all. And so he tries to do it and he can't do it. Mr. Douglas has to tell him, "Sorry, we can't, you know, you're, you're not not any good at this." And the thing about it is that like. 
there's nothing hanging really in the balance. Um, Oliver could take care of it just fine. Uh, Mr. Douglas, sorry, could take care of it just fine. Uh, and the guy, the bartender guy, is funny. And the episode is funny. That's how you do something like this. I don't know what the, I don't know what they're. Tra- I would love to hear why. I mean, because when you do something like this, where it's all it's almost a very special episode of Happy Days, right? This is before very special episodes were things. This this is sort of like that, except it um, it like whatever the point of it was is missing. Because we never really get to know Don. I guess we kind of do at the end, but by the end, you just I just want the episode to end. So I'm just kind of, I, I literally, what I did was, because uh, I'm watching this on a bootleg, and I'm watching on a bootleg um, uh, where the chapters are like every 10 minutes. And so I got up to the point where where uh, the Fonz gets in the wheelchair and has the wheelchair fight with Don. And I was like, I can't handle this anymore. And I skipped ahead to the end, saw where the and 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 I um, skipped ahead to the the end just to see where the credits began. I was like, okay, it ends at this point, and then I rewound it to right before. And I was I, I just kind of sat there looking at it going, okay. I put the, had the timer on. I was like, okay, four minutes left, three minutes left, two minutes left. You know, I I don't understand the point of the episode. What is the point of introducing this guy in this wheelchair, who may should may or may not. You know, should or should not have the show. I don't know whether or not they they have the capability to. You know, he has to get under the car. Can he get under the car? I don't know. I, I guess maybe he can. I, I don't know. Um, we don't. The problem is we don't see him doing anything mechanic like. You know, it's it's one. You know, if if he wants to be mechanic, we should be seeing him do something. We don't see him do anything but be a jerk. In the end, it's implied that he plays basketball great, but even that's just implied. So it's just such a weird episode because it seems to be about something, but it's so the writing is so cursory and the storytelling is so like there's there's no meat to any of it. Just things just kind of happen and then we go on to the next thing and, th- and then it ends. And none of it sort of means anything, none of it's meaningful. And it just fills up a half an hour of 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 a time slot. Um uh you know, I know the ratings dropped during this season, but that was mainly because Laverne and Shirley got moved. Not really because the episodes were poor, and this episode is poor. I'm, I'm going to stop talking about it because, to be honest, I've really got... Um, I don't really have anything good to say about this episode. Um, it could sort of all around be just one of the absolute like five worst episodes we've seen so far. There's nothing... It's, it's not funny. It doesn't make a point... It isn't dramatic. It isn't interesting. There are a couple moments with the Fonz in the wheelchair, which are amusing. But even even then, you sit there going, "What is he doing?" Uh, it just seems wrong-headed. It seems like an idea that someone should have said, like like if it was written on the blackboard, like Fonz hires a guy in a wheelchair. Gary Marshall should have walked in, erased it, and said, "No." I'm going to go on to the next episode. Uh, they saved the inspiration point. They're going to close down inspiration point and the gang to get together to try to save it. (music) 
song break before we go here. In the previous episode, um, uh, the band uh, breaks out. They're doing a little um, uh, tossing and turning. Tossing and turning all night. You know the song. Turning and tossing. To- no, I'm looking here. Tossing and turning, recorded by Bobby Lewis in the fall of 1960, was... Get this. This is crazy or not. Tossing and turning. Was it turning and tossing? Tossing and turning all night. According to Wikipedia, it went to number one. was number one for seven weeks. The number one single on the Billboard chart for 1961. Hit, hit the Billboard chart. Hit number one in July of 1961. They also, uh, they play an instrumental version in this episode. That, that, that was in the previous episode. In this episode, they play, um, uh, who put the bump in the bump, cha bump, cha bump, which is, um, um, is it, is it, um, it's funny. I've, I've never said the, um, the, the guy's name out loud. Is it, um, it's, it's Barry Mann and, and, um, Jerry Goffin? Joffin? I've never said his name out loud. Well-known songwriters both. And that song became a, was a big hit, not nowhere near as big as Tossing and Turning, <laughs> around August of 1961. So, I mean, I think at this point, we are in the summer. I think the, I think the fact that Joni, at the end of this episode, is in her cheerleader outfit and goes to Inspiration Point in her cheerleader outfit means that we're in the, uh, I think we're in the summer. We're in uh, summer of 1961, late summer of 1961. Because the two songs we hear in this episode are very up-to-date, very, very summer 1961 hits, which is cool. I mean, because, I mean, we we are now in, in the next year, the Beach Boys, and then the Beatles, and then the Stones, and we're going to, the, the sort of, the, the second wave of rock and roll, the wave that I suppose really stuck, as it were, built off of the first wave is about to begin which is cool beans i mean i forget exactly where we go in happy days realm i know if you evolve listen to um eventually super train you know that uh, amanda and i covered beat the beatlemania episode of Joni loves chachi which i guess is 63 um so so we got we got it's i mean it's it's fun that the, the the birth of rock and roll and and rock and roll it's fun it's it's fun to chart it's fun to see i have no idea where rock and roll is right now you know my favorite band is guided by voices they just released their their latest album like a month ago um the welsh pool phillies which kicks ass um but i don't know where rock and roll is now but but certainly the history of rock and roll um back in the 50s and the 60s i mean this is also a big time of um a lot of great novelty hits with like monsters and things like that. Because this is like, when does Shock Theater hit? Shock Theater's already hit, right? Yeah, Shock Theater hit a couple years before, but this is um, this is a, um, this is this is a this is a fun time pop culturally. I'm not really here to, um, I, I think what I'm trying to do here, folks, is I had so little to say about the mechanic. I'm trying to vamp. And go off in a couple different tangents here. This episode, I think I've said before, Beverly Bloomberg is fast becoming one of my favorite writers on the show. Fred Fox Jr. is very iffy, but but because they saved the inspiration point, the the episode it's very um it's very much sort of your classic. I mean, you can see Ozzy and Harriet have, doing this, Father Knows Best doing this, Leave It to Beaver doing this. It's it's the dad wants something for the local business which is going to help the local economy but which is kind of going to ruin the local culture 
and he has to be convinced um, of uh, that 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 uh, um, some things are more important than the business, some things are more important than money. And this episode really does a nice job of that, um, and and it's a sweet job of it. And um, uh, and actually, I really enjoyed this episode. Now, here's the thing, I. Sometimes when I do these episodes, I'll watch one episode one day, and then the next day I'll watch the next one. Uh, that's how I used to do it when I started the show, and they were and the references to the specific time periods were flying in, hitting us in the face over and over again, and I had to take lots and lots of notes. They don't really do that anymore. The the sort of references time wise are generally music related, so so I don't need to watch these episodes. I mean, I watch them closely, but but I don't. I'm. I don't listen to what I just said. I'm uh, again. I'm vamping. But um, the the last episode I liked so little, and this episode I liked so much. I think it's very funny. I think there's a lot of great bits in it. It's very silly. There are some moments that do you know like there, there's a bit where they're they're drawing they're writing up you know um, stop the off ramp save inspiration point kind of. Um, uh, uh, placards, uh, whiteboard, you know, you know, like sandwich, bo- you know, but po- 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 you know, um, protest signs, and and um, Potsy's doing a stop, Mr. Cunningham, and he does the S in beautiful calligraphy. I'm an artist. It's going to take me as long as it takes me. It's like, where does that come from? That's Potsy. What <laughs> Potsy has become dumber and dumber as the show has gone. What when has he become an artist? He's a he's a singer. And he's darn good, but where does that joke come from? That's a, that's a bit of a stretch. That's in, in fact, sort of watching the episode. That's kind of the only moment of the episode that I watched, and I was like, "Why is that in there?" They just felt they needed another joke, and they did that. They needed. They felt Potsy needed to do something. I don't know. But there's a lot of great stuff. There's a lot of funny bits. The the scene in front of the town council in the end is very funny. Has a lot of good stuff. The Fonz being the guy who chains himself to a tree and then gets cement poured on his shoes and then chains himself to a rock and all this stuff is great. And and the and the construction guy who comes and says, "There's some dingaling up there," and then he looks at Richie. He's like, "This guy's a dingaling too." He's great. And oh. Overall, it's it's a funny episode. It's just it's one of those. It's a teach Mister C a lesson kind of episode because um, he he can't see Mister C, Mister C, and his middle name, middle initial is C, which I guess is Cunningham. No, we do we know what his middle initial? I forget. I'd like to shake his hand. He made my baby fall in love with me. Yeah, who put the bump in the bump? And it's clear when you listen to that song, right? It's a novelty song. It's clear when you listen to it that it's kind of a, um, you know, drop in the fourth wall kind of song about like whoever it was who sang these silly lyrics in these silly songs. Somehow, my girl and I, you know, we bonded over these songs, and the silliness of your songs created this bond with us. And it's funny to see. Well, people did parodies of the song. Why do parodies of the song? It's it's already a parody. It's 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 the the. I it's it's funny when I think about it. It's like the song is more clever. I, I saw some of the parody things they did. And one of them is, what is it, Morecambe and Wise did a song that was like, we put the bump in the bump. And that's kind of funny. But the thing about the song is the song is already, it's written by a couple of great songwriters. They're 
already five steps ahead of you. So any parodies you do are going to end up looking kind of doofusy because you're if if you're doing a parody of it, you're not getting that it already kind of is a parody. And um, you know, people used to say that with like the early like the slasher film parodies in the early '80s. Because so many slasher films were a step away from parody already. You know, they were already about just having fun and being goofy. And if you took them too seriously, then there, you know, you might need to take a deep breath and really just relax. And but um, yeah, it's 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 a it's um, I like this episode because they're just, they're fighting for a place that is sort of a generational spot where the kids go and they hang out and they make out and they fiddle around. You know, if this were, um, you know, if if we if we were lucky, some aliens would show up. In fact, I think isn't isn't that Crack Magazine one where the UFOs show up? Aren't they an inspiration point when a UFO shows up? But I, I like the fact that this is about a sort of a generational thing, and it's it's the the business can't get in the way of it. You know, business is going to go up five point three percent. You know, whatever, whatever. And it it does it doesn't matter in the end because it's about it's about inspiration point. It's about. Um, it's about that that space. It's about somewhere we can go. And I love that Joni shows up dressed as a cheerleader and she's doing her cheers. And um, Joni looks great dressed as a cheerleader. I've said it before. And when she's like dancing and doing her bump to bump, shaking it. <laughs> there, there's something so weird like, you know, this is 61. Um, we ain't going to get mini skirts for at least five, six years. Ten years from now, everyone's skirts will be as short as Joni's skirt did you did you <laughs> i saw a thing on the um the show qi that said um if you look at the history of women's skirts in the 20th century when women's skirts are really long um finances and banking and stuff in the u.s aren't great but the shorter women's skirts got the better finances were did you see that that was in one of the episodes i thought that was fascinating i thought of course that's absolutely correct i'm sorry i'm going off on tangents here because they Saved the Inspiration Point is a super fun episode. I would actually recommend you skip the mechanic. You know what? I, w- I was actually going to pepper my description of They Saved the Inspiration Point with, and then Don shows up and saves the day. And then Don shows up and makes a joke. And then Don shows No, Don ain't in this. And and the Fonz doesn't seem to have a single problem with the garage. He's not in the garage the whole time. Here's the thing. Don't do an episode... I mean, here's the. I guess we're meant to think that Don is working at the garage, right? I guess we're meant to. I guess we're meant to think right that that Don must be working at the garage because in the previous episode, the Fonz had so much work that he was working fifteen to eighteen hours a day, and now he's actually able to spend entire days chained to trees, chained to rocks, and there's no problem. So Don must be there, right? Yeah? Okay, so let's say Don is still there. He's saving the garage while the Fonz saves Inspiration Point. You know, and, the, and obviously you're not going to send a gentleman in a, in a wheelchair to chain him to the tree and everything like that. Well, I mean, I guess if you had done that and everyone acted the way they did in the previous episode, no one would have touched the tree or the rock and everything would have been fine. I don't know. I'm not going to bring up Don again, um, but, but he'll reappear back at Joni and Chachi's wedding. I'm kidding. He never appears again. It's a bad episode, folks, but they say the inspiration point is a good episode. It's a very good Happy Days episode. I'm going to end it right here, and um, I'm not I'm not going to go into what the next episodes are about, but I will say that the very next episode features my favorite one of my one of 
I have two favorite comedy teams that I absolutely love. One of them is visual. One of them is verbal audio. We're about to meet one of those teams in the next episode. And it's super exciting. And I, I actually want to... I might... Uh, we're, just leave it. Leave it, folks. We're, we'll, we'll get to it when we get to it next time. And... Um, and uh, yeah, I guess until the next episode, uh, write if you get work and, and hang by your thumbs. Ours, these are such happy days.